electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Right to. Good Thursday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Kramer. Carl Quintanilla has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures, of course, as we get ready for trading 30 minutes from now. We've had a very strong couple of days, uh, at least if you're long this market. If you own Chinese stocks yesterday, you had quite a day. Uh, but we'll see what we get today. As you can see, a lower open at least looks uh, likely a half hour from now. Our roadmap does start with uh, that potential pause in the rally. As you just saw, futures are pointing to a muted open. This after the Fed raised rates for the first time in more than three years. Well, price is also jumping this morning as well. The IEA warning of a shortfall in supply. And Buffett, he's getting back to buying Berkshire Hathaway once again, boosting its stake in Occidental. That was earlier this week as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's enjoying that. Maybe he's using the $800 million bucks a year he's making from that dividend. Remember that? Well, it was a, uh, to what we would more. call a sweetheart deal, but for him it was just a shrewd investment. It was a very shrewd investment uh, during a different time for Occidental. All right, let's, though, though uh, Jim, start with the markets one day after the Fed rate hike. During Jerome Powell's news conference, the Fed chair was asked about the risks of policymakers moving too fast and potentially tipping the economy into a recession. Here was the Fed chair's response. In my view, the probability of a recession within the next year is not particularly elevated. And why do I say that? Aggregate demand is currently strong, and most forecasters expect it to remain so. If you look at the labor market, also very strong. Conditions are tight, and payroll job growth is continuing at very high levels. Household and business balance sheets are strong. And so all signs are that this is a strong economy indeed. You agree with them? Yes. I I think the problem with uh, the journalists, who ask him, journalists, not business people, is that they, they want some sort of three bears thing. You know, it's too hot, it's too cold. Uh, they want him to be able, if he had said, look, I think it's really important that we give the economy some room uh, because I'm worried about X, uh, the Ukraine. They said, well, then they would have criticized him for being a softie. Uh, it comes in uh, too hard, they're gonna say it's a recession. He basically says, look, I'm gonna lay it out for you. We're gonna raise rates until this economy slows down. Maybe it takes seven, maybe not. They really picked on the seven number. And what really bothers me is the man can do no right in the eyes of the journalists. And we have that incredible box of people uh, that I think is unbecoming of a Fed chief. I don't think that's what he should have to be. I don't think he should have to be hectored for view. I think he should state his view. I've been after Jay to stop that. He doesn't care, but it's a mistake. It's a mistake because he's a heavyweight guy who's reduced to having to be uh, to pander to reporters about what they so want to So you don't hear. think he should be doing the press conference at all? Not at all. It's stupid. You think it's... Really? Yeah, it's beneath him. It's beneath him? Yes, it is beneath him. He doesn't him. have, a, uh, in some way, an obligation to try and communicate quarter, and help us understand exactly what he's no, thinking? No, because it just, it just it unfortunately, leads not to clarity, but confusion. 
because he has to uh, do rope-a-dope every time. And I don't like that. You want to take us back to the days when we used to look at Greenspan's briefcase? And if no, it was, I want to go four. Cr- more I want to go We four. were like, oh, maybe this. No, I want to go four. And uh-huh. I want, like Reed Hastings used to do, see that? He's raising for uh, outsiders there. And just say, okay, look, let's pick the best 10 questions and have a factotum who looks at the questions and then reads it to him. And I think that that's a good conference call. This is, I regard this as an unruly conference call where anybody can ask a question. Anybody. It was kind of like the Elon Musk conference calls initially, where he said, okay, let's ask that car guy. What do you got for me? Well, how fast can it go? Oh, zero to 80. No, I mean, we've got to get away from that. So Jay, who watches the show very closely, just listen. You need four times, and you pick your best 10. And then what we have is a semblance of uh, clarity. More yeah, clarity. as opposed to chaos. It was chaotic. And plus, by the way, these people are at home. It's like, no, no. Like at home, I'm like, I'm looking at the den, the plants. I mean, it's like distract. And some of them are like, right, right, tell right. me. You know, some are right, like, I know. Hey. You're right. Listen, we're no, all, I mean, Jay's uh, got it. It's beneath we're Jay. We're all tired of looking at people. It's beneath Jay. Pick your best 10. Hey, you know what? Get them. Um, right. Get another one. Back, get a Frank Governor in there. Back to the economy there, Mr. Uh, giving advice on no all problemo. sorts of things. Yeah. Um, you know, there was an interesting story in the journal about Walmart's plan to hire 50,000 workers by the end of April. Yeah. By the end of April, not to mention, of course, as we know from Amazon's last quarter, they were, what, looking at aiming 150,000 employees last quarter. I mean, the hiring that Amazon has done right. over the last two years is truly well, nothing me- like it. But I wanted to come back to, to a key point, which is wages. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. Average wage at Walmart is now $16.40. Oh, wow. Do you remember? Wait, are you going to tell me that's low? Huh? I'm not going to tell you that's low. 16. I'm going to tell you it's up dramatically yeah, from what it used well, to be. Because maybe they're making... What are the and, CEOs make in this country? All right. Oh, look at you. What are you? Uh, now I'm with Elizabeth Warren? Trotsky believed you that the workers won the means of production. I never figured when I was you a, out. When I was a member of the Socialist Workers League in college, I had a little insight that maybe the workers don't make enough. Now they're finally Target getting their due is 50 and we're to upset. 24. Amazon's 18 average. My point is they've moved up a lot, Good. Jim. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. And now if we can keep if we can keep prices steady yes, and wages go up, purchasing power is, is and then look, can I just but say how long did we sit here? How long did many politicians, of course, on the left say this is egregious, this is ridiculous? Bernie Sanders still perhaps says the same, but they have moved up. What's the number one performing retail? I can retail. remember when we were what's arguing one with Walmart, re- 10 bucks an hour. Okay, what's average. the number one, number one performing retail on an 85, 10, 15, 20 year basis? What? What's the number one? Amazon. Costco. Uh-huh. What's the number one? Really? What? Yes. Well, pure retail. What? What is the number one best and wages they pay, and they, of Costco. anybody? Costco. Who gives Costco. full dental? Costco. Who gives eye and ear? Costco. Right. So, who's the most profitable? Costco. Costco. So, let me just tell you that maybe you need to manage better. Jim Senegal once told me the secret to why Costco is the most lucrative retailer in the world. Is because they pay their money, pay their people. And they the don't most. have the turnover. So therefore, they have other, no turnover. Uh, so then, yep. remember what dead weight is. Now, I used to do this at Goldman. Training, you train True. a person. So anyway, look, I look, I totally agree with you about the wages going up. But I'm just saying, look no, at the no, chart. No, I'm David. just pointing well, out that, that it, is, it has happened. The most. And the fact is that inflation obviously is having a, uh, an impact on. You're on right. the other look, side I, of this. Am I giving so you a hard time? I've known you long enough that we can jazz. I think it's amazing well, we that like Doug McMillan do. is raising rates. I, the 50000 took my surprise. Yes. Remember, they're trying to do all this stuff fintech. 
By the way, it's not even all. These are, you know, some of these are higher end jobs as well. well. These are not well, yeah, you, exactly. These are sort of well, you know, the digital play, and, and different things. The man or woman will place the food into your refrigerator versus having it spoil outside from Amazon. By the way, Bob Kraft, whom I like very much, tell me again, the, net, the amount of that's because his name is Kraft, doesn't mean Kraft paper. They didn't start that. My father used to sell Kraft paper. It was not for him. But the number right. of boxes that are being used, Amazon and Walmart. Yeah. Walmart is making a major move with Walmart Plus. And they need more people. There are a lot of boxes. They're everywhere. What's your favorite aisle Hardboard Walmart? Getting What's your favorite aisle at Walmart? My favorite aisle? What's your favorite aisle? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I like the TVs, I guess, still. I don't you know. know. That's Costco. They got them in the back. Costco is a, you know, Target is a Vizio. Sports. Vizio. I don't like the Vizio. Like, no. You know? uh, the um, hobbies. Look at that chart. Well, look, one pays people not nearly enough. The other people, well, the other one pays people the most. By the way, we've been talking about that for 10 years. And look at that. More. That's called paying people the most. it's not as though the other guy's got religion overnight. It's I gave a, a speech time. at Bucknell about, uh, my wife's on the board, about Costco and what Senegal did. Uh, versus these other guys, and Lord, I talked about Lord John Russell. Yeah. And 1847. The reason I'm bringing this up, David, is because the potato famine, when the when the British starved Ireland, and yet had the beef that Ireland had sent to Britain, but Queen Victoria cut a check for a couple million pounds. There. There's my St. Patrick's uh, right. soliloquy. We, I'm glad we've covered all of that, including cardboard boxes. Uh, and and, and you've, you've given Powell advice on his future press conferences. Now, can we talk about the stock market for a moment? I was hoping you'd get to it. Thank it's 909. You. Yes, it is. I noticed that as well. Uh, Nasdaq's had quite a nice little move there. But is still this not sustainable? Up. Obviously, China stocks have been all over the place, but that move yesterday was nothing short of incredible. No. Oh, oh, by the way, I was at a dinner last night. Yes, you were. Uh, you know how many people told me, you know what, I bought China stocks two days before this happened? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Alibaba got down to something like four times EBITDA. I know. Of course, everybody was telling me the same thing. It was four times EBITDA. Well, of course. EBITDA. Yeah, oh, hey, yeah. So, no. like, well, the con- I mean, that like- JP Morgan call a few days ago, the uninvestable call, that worked out real well. Yeah, that was a good one. Listen, they were making it because it's a communist country. Let's go back to the actual specifics here. Where the values are, I think, are in non-big retail. Uh, Matthew Boss, Ralph Lauren, $1.4 billion in net cash. EBITDA, incredibly low. And by the way, you didn't mention this, but they are the first ones to really, they're going to put their stores in the, in the Mark Zuckerberg metaverse. We don't talk enough about the metaverse. We don't? I thought we did. No, we don't. They're going to put their stores in the metaverse. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to try on the outfits. I'm going to go back to Purple Label. I I went to Brioni. There we go. Pointing to the moon. Um, There you go. It's it's Nigerian on the show. And then I know. Which one? I don't know. And then I wear my Ralph Lauren outfits in the metaverse. Yeah. I can't wear them in the real okay. world. All right, let's go to let's, uh, American Express. All right, now this is to Steve Square. I wish we had the tape because I, I visited him yesterday. He's talking about raising the, I love it. We used to call it the numbers. Now it's raising the algorithm. Algor- people love to say algorithm because it sounds really smart. It does. Uh, but he's talking about just the, the consumer. The consumer being strong, you know, Dollar this is General. Steve Square. I just want to Steve Square from American Express guest last night on Mad Money saying the consumer is strong. Dollar yes. General numbers this morning. Uh, current quarter not great, but guidance the not guidance bad. The guidance great. Signet, Gina Drozos on Mad Money tonight. Unbelievable numbers, and we'll no longer use Russian diamonds. Russia's biggest producer of diamonds is fantastic. Well, I guess South African Russia. Uh, William Sonoma, Laura Albert. The numbers were spectacular. Uh, 
a lot of bears in that stock. You can see that stock up very, very big, WSM. And then I thought the call of the day, and this is a charitable trust team, Eli Lilly. Uh, Hopkins conference call today at 12 is going to indicate that this is the first real drug for weight loss, particularly for people with diabetes. But there is no real drug for weight loss right now. Really could have it. I think it could be the biggest drug of all time. There you go. All right. Uh, Lenar, by the way, numbers were great. just going through all Bears your wrong. names here. We got time. Keep it to an area. Lily consumer. I like well, the sort of stupid. idea about the consumer. Well, now the, I got to take a break. Why? We've got to get to industrial production. Do you know it was down to, down 27% in the first quarter of the Great Depression? And then it went to 27%. Think about that. Sounds like Chinese stocks. All right, coming up, Kramer's mad dash as well. We're going to count down to the opening bell. As I said, we'll get industrial production on the other side Netflix, of this extra fee. Let's give you a look at futures as well as Jim keeps Nike going could list. And then this, where in the world is Kevin Johnson? <laughs> where is KJ? We'll get back to that as well. More squawk on the street. Straight ahead. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live from CMEHQ awaiting the final breaking news of this session in the form of February read on industrial production and capacity utilization. Hitting the wires right now up five tenths of one percent for industrial production exactly as expected. Sequentially following up 1.4, which may get revised, but at least up to this point, that was still the best number since March of last year. Now, the really important number is utilization. Expecting a number around 77.9, it's a miss. 77.6. 77.9 would have taken us to the best levels since 2018. These continue to reverse a bit down from the best levels in about two and a half years, but it's still a very solid number. And of course, it reflects some of the issues that we have with regard to supply chains and manufacturing holding back, but also look for things like mining and energy, of course, to be pushing those utilization rates higher into the future. Squawk on the Street will return in two minutes. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. All right, time now for a mad dash as we get ready for an opening bell. Uh, about 11 minutes or so from now. Happy St. Patrick's Day, yes, by same, the way. Same. Yeah, mine's kind of green, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Air environment. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about air environment because, you know, I, I've had the company on the show several times. The company has the drones that are the most efficient for the Army. And the United States is apparently going to provide 100 tactical unmanned aerial systems. Well, let me just tell you, I, I had the privilege when I, when I saw uh, with Mr. Nawabi, the CEO. Yes. Uh, the, the, they, have the, they have the switchblade and the, the switchblade 300, switchblade 600. I don't see these weapons being sent. These are the really effective ones. These are not the ones, and I think we have some video. Uh, we have the one of a little, uh, they also do have an agricultural one. But you have to understand, David, that we're sending them the wrong missiles. We're not, we're not even arming them as well as Yemen is armed. Really? Is that yes. really true, Jim? Look, they're Tablets using backpack. They're using backpack. They're using, these are effective against artillery. The backpacks are, against, are, are effective against people. Now, this is an ag one, so it's not the faster ones. So the Switchblade 600 is what we should be supplying. And, David, uh, the Russians are amassing a fleet, a fleet of, boat, of uh, warships off of Odessa. We have nothing that we're sending to defend against that new threat to Ukraine. It's almost as if the government doesn't even know it's happening. Massing of, massing of Navy... Odessa, and you don't even hear about it. I'm going back to this concept that there should be there should be hundreds of these drones supplied. These are ones that you can that are unmanned, that you are not from a backpack. The backpack ones do not have the power you need, and they're not close enough to the artillery. The ones that I'm suggesting are the ones that will destroy the artillery. Why are we sending the wrong ones? Why does Yemen why is Yemen outfitted better than than Ukraine? I have no answers for these, but neither does our government. Why isn't our government more worried about the naval force being amassed off of Odessa? Perhaps because they're unaware? I don't know. Uh, I don't believe that that would be the case. Okay, then why aren't we unaware? Why aren't we providing them with enough weaponry? Why are we not telling Air Environment we need thousands of these? Now, I know Javelin is very effective against against tanks, but it's artillery that the Russians have historically used in chess. it, 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 when they put down the Chesnines, when they put down the Chesnines in the Chesnine War, yes. it was all artillery, David. When they destroyed Syria, it was almost Aleppo. Eastern Aleppo was almost all artillery. They're using artillery. Why? Because they call it hail, by the way, because it worked in World War II. You don't lose a lot of soldiers. These guys have it, so you can't get away with that. Okay. I all just right. think that we should, you know, the president should sit down with them and say, how many can you make, sir? How many? There. Do they watch the show? No. Uh, they're busy. They're, yeah, busy. they're jammed. But we're glad you're watching. We've got an opening bell about nine minutes away. Don't go anywhere. And by the way, if you do miss us, you can always catch us anytime, anywhere. 
by listening to and following the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back right after this. I think that the NASDAQ is uh, not the place to be. For the short term, yes, because it's oversold. But if you're truly an investor, I'm not talking about between now and May here. I'm talking about looking forward to 2023 and beyond. I think you want to uh, want to avoid these greatly overvalued momentum stocks. And I also think that the investors should potentially think about investing in emerging market equity gradualistically. It's volatile as all get out. But I think I, I think ultimately it's going to be a strong performer for a multi-year horizon and it's cheap. Gradualistically, I don't think that's a word, but I always like listening to him. He's very cerebral, uh, has some great thoughts. By the way, overall, I, he was not negative on stocks. I don't want those quotes to give an impression that he, he felt like he did a few years ago about stocks. And by the way, I think he agrees with us, David. Companies that, that don't make anything, that aren't selling anything, that don't have uh, operating cash flow have to be avoided. Or companies that have gigantic losses, like Warby Parker this morning. He would not be a buyer of that. But I think if he sat down with us, he'd say, I look at Google at Alphabet and I look at what it is you back out the cash. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. And I think it's important to distinguish there were 600 companies that came public that I think he would avoid that I would avoid. Yes. Uh, I'm going to actually talk a bit about SPACs in a little you are? A bit as well, because that's part of under that uh, that banner. But to his point about emerging market equities. Well, and by the way, Gunlock is the bond king. So I right. always, I mean, I always find it. Now, he's been talking about stocks for years. So right, but I mean, that's why I'm accustomed me. to it. But. You know, I think the problem with that is that emerging markets is no longer, as we know. I mean, I, I know that the MSCI is a great index, okay? And, and um, I, I, the problem is, is that there are countries in there that are dictatorships that can't really be bought. Yep. I, the uninvestable line that we use there. But Henry Fernandez, who's the very thoughtful man who runs the MSCI, he he is uh, reluctantly, I think, to some degree, have, have to put countries in that are not uh, capitalist countries. Right. Whereas I think that, I mean, for some doing work on Uruguay, you know, there was a Uruguayan security that came public, bank. Uruguay is a very stable, good country. And the bank is being treated as if it's uh, Glen, Glen Fed, as if it's Golden West, Cal Fed. I'm not kidding. Those are for people who don't know they were. They were yes, savings and loans. Well, that's Golden it. West, yeah. I don't want to get mad. Remember oh, they, know. Oh, they well, boy, the Sandlers, any, the Sandlers oh, will come. Oh, the Sandlers. Got, got very sensitive about that. The yeah, but, you know, I think um, I'd rather invest in Uruguay than I would in Deutsche Bank. Yeah. Uh, let's talk China, because I want to put up that K-Web. I mean, just one week of that thing is incredible. The Crane Share CSI China Internet ETF, yeah, which kind That's of encompasses powerful. a lot of the names that we saw, this incredible volatility. Do you just stay away from this stuff and not try not to trade well, it, or I, did you see opportunity? I mean, I if, if Baba did get down to four or five well, times either top. If you're, if you're she and you realize the stock's down and hit levels that are, you know, at a death cross or way below, or it's a head and shoulders. Do you, do you know, by the, way, move in one do you know week. by the way, I'm not even done with the week yet. Do you know that I'm not kidding that the Chinese are very schooled in technical analysis? I, I wish I could joke about that, but they have often come in when the charts are broken. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like I, I know. I see a head and shoulders. I, I, I know. Chairman Xi, it's time. I, it's now. With, it's now. I, I've met with the heads of the Chinese. Well, I don't banks. even know what are the heads, heads and shoulders and the other. The, no, the revert. It's, it's a, a diamond reversal. Get, listen to me. They're looking for W patterns. They're looking, they're looking for cup and handle. 
You know what? I, when I met with some Chinese government, Chinese banks officials, which, by the way, the all banks they wanted very, to do is talk to you about the charts. Well, they wanted to know whether, how weak were the charts. And I said, well, look, are you going to stop down here? Right. I mean, it was incredible. I almost gave them, David, Fibonacci numbers. You did. All right. In the last minute before we get to the opening bell, Jim, let's talk True. oil because uh, it was below 100 yesterday. But WTI, let's take a look at it right now, actually, and ICE, uh, Brent crude as well, because uh, WTI was above. There it is. Yeah, 101. It goes any um, higher. I bet Congress is going to haul all these executives in. Short term, no supply issues, but longer, ter- longer term, as in even three months to six months, there are s- concerns. Well, uh, we're the largest. I've had a couple of conversations. World. I'm sure you have as well. Sato Voce. Well, there's too many. Where, uh, Sato Voce. There is some concern. There that- are too many of our pro- public companies that have decided to return capital. Coterra, yeah. a huge producer, Tom Jordan, brilliant guy. really drilling are these public, are the private equity companies because they're so desperate to come public. Good luck. Yeah. Alright, And we give you a look back at the uh, real time exchange back at our headquarters as well. We'll see how we end up today. Of course coming up coming off a very strong day, couple of days for the equity markets here at the big board Alego, that's an EV charging network in Europe. It's celebrating its listing via SPAC. The NASDAQ Amrit Pharma, that's based in Dublin. Good day to have them, of course. Uh, Focus on treatment for for rare diseases. Yes, well, they're both green. Amrit's green. You mean the exchange, real-time exchange should be green? Well, look, a lot of people made, uh, a lot of people lost a lot of money in Ireland uh, many years ago and then kind of made a comeback, but it was a tough place. It was an emerging market. Uh, I remember when I went, when I was an Intelaholic, I went to see the Intel plant open yes, in Dublin, the, right? And they took us to the Abbey Tavern before, and we watched river dancing. And I want to tell you something you don't know. Tell me. My wife is a great river dancer. She is. Yeah. Well, she has, you know, she has an Irish passport. She's Irish. She has to. Incredible. And so it's incredible that you can eat the Baconator. Thank you, John. Well, she got to be a great She's got to create an appetite for the Baconator, and yeah. you do that by well, one day Irish I'll, dancing. One day she'll do some river dancing. Fear's gonna blow you away. Really? Yeah. Right, I didn't know that. She learned tap and river dance, and now the averages are down, so we've got to focus on that, but I do think it's important. She's never watched the show, so I can say what I want. Yes, you can. And you do. All the time. What the heck? Why not? Uh, you call that tie green? Uh, it's not. I had a green tie picked out. I forgot. And Next then show I gets you good caught one. my eye. And All right, David, we got to talk about what I regard as being this incredible rally in the semis that then dies. Okay. You have a two-day rally in the semis, and then they give up what they've made. Yes. This has been a pattern, the semis of leadership. So what we need to see if you're a bull is that pattern broken. But look at those. Those stocks are broken. Look at Intel at 45. Pat Gelsinger hasn't, hasn't been speaking in the last oh, 31 minutes. Uh, but I do think that what you're looking at is he's trying to build a lot of plants. We, we need plants here, and we need them now. The chip shortage never he's ends. He's also building a lot of plants in Europe, too, potentially, Yeah, he's right? building them everywhere. Capital. Where are they getting all this money? They, look, it's a cash machine, Intel. They just they make a lot of money. They make, they make a lot of money. It's just been poorly allocated until Pat got in. Right. Pat, does, Pat is trying to allocate money correctly. The previous gentleman was a, a really nice guy. You got that moniker, huh? Really nice guy. Incredibly nice. Is Kevin Johnson going to be just incredibly nice? 
KJ, I don't know. You want to follow through on that story from yesterday? I, I was with enough objectives yesterday. Okay, here's what the word that I heard yeah, over and over again. Leadership baffled. Say again? Baffled. Baffled. They're baffled. Yeah, I think we made the point yesterday that there was a, there was something we don't know there. It's uh, baffling. It just doesn't no, make I sense. I love KJ. With the signaling. Uh, Lenard, David. They missed the sign, as let's we say. Let's focus on Lenard for a second. Signaling. Yeah, let's Lenar talk. Lenard was up two last night. The chart's horrible there. President Xi, don't go with Lenard. Um, but the amount of money they're making, the gross margin's up 190 basis points. The uh, This was amazing. The average price for homes, 398000 went to 457000 You think that, that J-PAL doesn't have to do something? That's right in PAL's wheelhouse. That has to stop. We're pricing out Americans. Now, you can say that's because environmentally it's hard to build homes. Or you can just say, this is what's worrying me about the U.S. economy. The ability to price increase, have just virtual price increases every single month. That cycle of pain has to be broken. How will it be broken? Higher rates. Higher rates. I think we're really going to get six more the way that... We were told yesterday. If, if Jay thinks we have to. See, that's one of the things that I hate about the Hollywood Square game he plays with the 10 boxes. How many times does he have to say, look, if things are too hot, we have to tighten. Then we'll back they, off. But oh, no, sorry. he says no, it over we'll and over again. If they aren't, Doesn't we'll he have off. a better use of his time? Honestly. I mean, even, even filling out your bracket is better than answering those questions. Gonzaga. Gonzaga? Really? Gonzaga, yeah. Um, uh, what about the impact of rising commodity prices worldwide as a result of the hostilities in Ukraine? Um, Can I tell you and what that's going to mean as this year goes along in particular, there's still people talking about recession, certainly in Europe in 2023. Well, look, you heard him say, I mean, the economy, you've seen the yield curve. The economy is incredibly strong. Look, Endeavor is able to have a $1.85, my agent, they have a $1.84 increase right now in the stock. Because of UFC, because of the talent, money. I mean, there's ta- you know, people are being paid a lot of money in this country. And I think that Jay uniquely is saying, okay, I want it to be distributed correctly, but I also don't want a spiral of rating, of, 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 of salaries, mm-hmm. where everyone expects more. Or if you're at a company, David, and everyone's raising their, uh, you've got your raw costs up 30%, well, then you have to call your customer and say, listen, we're taking yours up 30%. You know what the only food company that has pricing power? Tell me. Hershey. Hershey. Why does it have pricing power? Unique product. Loved. Addictive. Narrow. Addictive. Yeah. Addictive. But not in you know, bad I wish way. Mars would come public because, holy cow, the, the number of different kinds of, uh, of M&Ms, shocking. Wow. I didn't realize Hershey's had such a good... Well, that's good why I mentioned it, because I was doing work. Yeah, I know where you're. Why don't we put up? I mean, I happen to like ConAgra. Do we have CAG, C H E, over uh, Hershey? And I like ConAgra. I'm just saying that there's some companies that have tremendous pricing power. And others that don't. That don't have pricing power. They see, ConAgra hasn't done well, as that's much. One and I like Let's the take ConAgra a look guys. At the, very oh, yeah, nice that's guy. not. Like yeah, that's that's guys. not. But, but you, you, when you look at management, this Michelle Buck, who, by the way, has lived in the, the Hershey area for like 17 years which is a very quiet, placid area, has done a remarkable job. And people never talk about her. No, they don't. No. But like we the, are now. Like the late President Nixon said, my mother was a saint, but we'll never write a book about her. That's true. Nixon's rarely quoted. <laughs> He's, he is by you. Um, Moderna CEO uh, 
Stumpin' Ben sells, so $408 million in stock since the beginning of the pandemic. So we take a look at shares of Moderna. That's a CNBC.com story, by the way. But remember, he did have a plan. He did. He had a plan. He did. Because I said it to him. You know, I, when he was at, when that stock was at 18, he approached me at the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference and told me that he could do this. And no, I was, to say the least, to quote uh, former employee Wilford Frost, skeptical. Uh, but then he delivers, and then I criticized him when he sold stock and found out that he has a plan. So he's using his plan. He is using his plan. Um, not sure. By the way, are you keeping an eye on the COVID numbers? You have any concern in terms of what's going on in the UK? South Korea. Uh, South Korea, obviously Hong Kong, China. We've talked a good deal about. Um, but you know, it is. Often the, what we see in Europe starts here. I mean, the idea of another variant, we're not going to, I don't know that anybody's going to change their behavior at this point. Yeah, how about the fourth vaccine? And the fourth, right, and the fourth shot, which we did see. A res- Moderna, obviously, shares were up sharply earlier. I don't know. I week. hugged so many people last night. I'm just a, I'm a Petri dish. Well, you've had three shots and the virus. You're in Not good enough. Shape. Sounds like it's not enough. I, really? I'm going to go back to what I was talking about with the semis. Advanced micro, you know, up three, down four, up three. I mean, this is what's really crushing people, is that we don't know what to do with tech. Yeah. Um, but how about the Union Pacific don't like CSX like stuff? Remember those days when you see it into that? I don't like, I like General Mills, but I, you know, I don't like Kellogg. I mean, they're doing that now with the rails. I'll tell you one area that a lot of Buffett investors don't like is SPACs. And I do want to do a quick favor report here on uh, sort of an update on the uh, SPAC world. Brent Sanders, uh, Saunders, uh, Gary Cohn. Which we used to talk about so often for obvious reasons and obviously pointed out many of the inconsistencies uh, and uh, things that investors should be aware of when this sector, so to speak, was was very hot. That's not the case anymore. Now we've gotten to the point, interestingly, where even IPOs of SPACs uh, are being um, canceled. Uh, two Molus backs, backs, for example, uh, pulled their plan to go public. Now, by the way, plenty of companies are pulling plans to go public in this market environment. Given the volatility, you've seen it. We're not seeing the IPOs here that we typically have. No. Uh, and you've got to go back to capital markets and what that's going to mean for some of the banks as well, if you want to do that, because it has been a very quiet few months. Bob Bassani has great numbers on really that typically quiet. as well. Uh, and SPACs have been a part of that. But some of the numbers are, are, are amazing. Uh, you know, you've had... You have um, uh, 83% of 2022 IPOs were SPACs still this year. You can see it right there. 216 still to come. Look at that number of SPACs seeking a deal, Jim. 612 SPACs are out um, there looking for a deal. Of course, Jay Powell does not want them to so find So many of them are, unex- are not expected to be able to actually be able to find a, a transaction you'd expect, given how many are looking. Uh, and that gets me to the next point, which I think is an important one. We're starting to see the calendar catch up with some of the SPACs. Remember, yes. they have two years. Yes. And if they don't God, do a deal good. by two years, they either can get an extension from their existing shareholders or they return the capital. In March, there's only four uh, SPAC expirations. April 4, but then things pick up. Then it Look really May, starts June, rolling, July, right? And then when we get into next year, it's really going to become well, David, a, a torrent of expirations. And maybe we get towards the end of this. You do wonder, Jim, whether there might be some opportunities out there for things that have just been beaten down as so many of these but things SPACs have. buying other SPACs? What are you talking no, about? No, I'm just talking about an opportunity for some investors to find perhaps some opportunities within what is generally <laughs> one, uh, a sector that I did a run of, of, of SPACs sector, that are three and four sectors. dollars. Yeah. And I, I thought that some of them were worth like minus two. 
I'm not kidding. They're burning cash so quickly. David, there are companies out there that should not be companies and companies that started too we early. Made that, we made that point time and again as I would look at the projections part because remember, unlike a typical IPO, they were able to offer projections and so often these yeah. projections were completely based on absolutely nothing. Well, these, are si- these, are rank- these are 16 ranked teams. EBITDA numbers. They're number 16 and they're, they have to play number one. I mean, um, I've got... Oh, but that's, just a second. i got to go. That's carnage there, as you can see. And that's the post back. That's after you've announced your deal. Uh, and what happens to you? Uh, nothing good. Uh, but anyway, did want to update people on that because well, I mean, we are okay, starting so three to see SPAC guys email uh, me. the funnel of SPACs coming public sl- uh, dramatically narrow. What do you think? Were you listening to Gary Cohen the other day? SPAC has a lot of cash flow. He's doing yeah. that. Yeah. Scientific games, doing national yes. lotteries. You know, that's interesting. He does buys lotteries and does it. I guess I don't know how much time he's spending at IBM. Now. I don't know either. I don't know either. Did you get a chance to find out? I should have asked. Yeah. My bad. Look at that. There's a chart for you. Okay. Okay, so you're Jay Powell. You, this is what you were trying to end, this easy money nonsense. Have you done it? What, wheels up? Have I done wheels up? What no, you have you done it in general? Have you ended the nonsense? I mean, we all know how these high multiple stocks have come down dramatically. Well, look already. at this. I'm telling you, Warby now, Parker, is, them, Warby no Parker is, 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 is exhibit A in the, in the prosecution here. How about 23 in, uh, in you and me? It hasn't you seen gone, that one? That hasn't gone particularly How well. How about my fave? None of them have. Sarah Fryer. Yeah, I knew you were going there. Right, don't pick on me. Yeah, not Sarah picking Fry- on Sarah you. Sarah Fryer's been very rough. Wheels up, dude. Yeah, wheels up's been down. Wheels down. It had one moment. It had about 20 good minutes. There, were, no, there was a 30-day there was a there was period minutes. I think where he was the capital here. markets. There were 20 good minutes There was a 30-day period where the capital markets were exactly what Karl Marx said would happen. <laughs> what did he say, Jim? Well, you know, capitalism would destroy itself. Uh-huh. There it was. Yeah, you can go back. That 20 minutes is not encapsulated it's not, in that not chart Not Groucho, Karl. Both heavyweights. Correct. Both heavyweights. Both heavyweights. Yes, without a doubt. Did you like Angles? I didn't read a lot of Engels. You, had, you read Marty Engels. I read the real Engels. I know you did. He was a better writer than Marx. Was he? Yeah. Lennon was a terrible writer. Stalin couldn't write at all. He was ghostwritten. That I believe as well. Uh, all right. We're going to get to, what are we going to do, guys? We're going to get to Bob Bassani. What do you want to do here? Is he ready to? Oh, Occidental. They want me to talk Occidental because it's up 8% on the Buffett All right. Buys. Sure. Let's go. I'm ready. You've not liked this stock. Well, look, I, they pay too much. I am a Mike Worth guy. Mike Worth being the CEO of, of Chevron, who I hope is not like holding for the they Congress. They have or paid too much. I made this point the but other day. But oil then went up I a lot, were, right? So um, they were levered to oil more than anyone, and then so here's what happened. Um, I, I got to use from memory here, but it, I think his remember the the 10 billion that he's getting paid eight percent on was a, also came with warrants that I think are. 6250? I gotta check. Warren Buffett. He's no, very close to actually being in the money on warrants that we thought would never be in the money. Jim. Look, he bought and bought, and it was the most levered oil. And it were you know, Exxon, by the way, not nearly as levered oil, so therefore it doesn't go up as much. Uh, was it a good buy? I, I think you could say he made it a good buy, but it was well timed in terms of the price of oil, and I salute him. Uh, well, he is, he's, he's building up there, and obviously Icon has been a seller, uh, and you can see what's happening with, with Occidental. Uh, Vicky Hollop has the last laugh. She managed through it. I you may have overpaid for Anadarko, but now you're looking okay. Got a lot of good assets there. True. All true, right? True. Um, she finally, was right. Jim, I did want to get to Amazon and MGM because they have closed that deal, uh, and 
They're doing it at their own risk. Uh, the FTC, what do you, mean? you know, they got their second request, they fulfilled it, and they closed. They got EU approval, did Amazon to buy MGM, and now they own it. Uh, but the FTC could come after them uh, and, and may choose to do so. It seemed unlikely in some ways in terms of at least what law they would be relying on, but it goes to the larger issues that we are seeing in the M&A market, which is doesn't really matter what the law may say. The FTC may still come after you or even the DOJ because they are much more aggressive than they have been in some time. Right. And it's very hard to uh, fully understand the implications for any deal on an antitrust perspective at this point. The experts can tell you anything. And I hear this all the time from bankers and lawyers, but they don't really know because it's uncharted territory what Lena Khan will choose to do, even if the staff perhaps says, no, don't do that. Well, how integral to MGM is to Amazon is MGM. Not that important. No, I know. So why did no. they press their bet here? Well, it's, they, we know what they, 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 they did. The they deal. did they what spent they the did before. By the way, I mean, if I, if I remember from reporting out, the cover bid was so far below it. They paid like $9 billion. The cover bid was like 5 or 6 Let's Just but, make it so Amazon, the, the video is better? Yes. It will Amazon make it Prime. so Amazon hey, where I have, better. You know, I like, I have them all. And they'll have some and control every single, over the bottom All I have movies. is now, I, all I have is these different... Um, uh, over the top things. I mean, I don't like anything except for my Ulta Beauty. I'm a member of the Rewards Club there. It's the best Rewards Club there is. More than 34 million people in that Rewards Club. Ulta Beauty. In the Ulta Beauty. I save a fortune. I'm so glad to hear that. Fortune. All right, let's get over to Bob Bassani now and get more on this uh, market after, of course, a very strong couple of days, Bob. Yeah, and we can't put together three up days. That's, that's part of the problem. So the tre- there's no trend still. Two down, two up, whatever. Take a look at the sectors. Uh, the big winner is energy. But again, even energy, you get two or three down days, and now you get two or three up days. It's very choppy. The same with metals. They tend to move together because they're commodities. They're global commodity stocks. Uh, you can't get a run up in China. They're trying to pick a bottom yesterday in the China. They were trying to pick a bottom in ARC yesterday. Uh, and you see uh, not working in China and flattish uh, for ARC. So choppy, just up, down, up, down, no clear trend developing. Leaders today, hey, there's only one leader. It's energy. And uh, David was mentioning Occidental. There's the leader right there in the, in the S&P. But Devin, Apache, Halliburton, um, all of them uh, are the leaderboard in the S&P. Not in the uh, in the Dow or anything like that. Uh, the laggards are the airlines and the banks again. Again, no trend here. You can't get a three-day run up in uh, in the airlines or in the cruise ships. Key Corp's down. Citigroup is down. But Berkshire is at a new high. David was mentioning that. That's interesting. The only bank that's really actually doing well. Only financials that are doing well here. Meantime, the debate here is about Powell yesterday. <laughs> a huge food fight developing. People noticing the first half hour, while we have a statement and no presser, uh, the emphasis is on, oh, my God, there's more rate hikes than we thought. And then the guidance, the economic guidance, lower growth. And then the presser, the first question he's asked about is, are you going to induce a recession? He says, that's not the base case. No. And tries to spend the rest of the time allaying recession risk fears, which is what a lot of stock trades we're worried about. They're going to overdo it and induce some kind of dramatic slowdown. Well, the market seemed to take sucker from that. They went up 100 points. As soon as Powell started talking, the market turned around here. So what happens? What's now? Does the rally continue or not? And there's no strong opinions on that. Everybody just throws up their hands and say, I don't know, Bob, it's just it depends on the inflation picture. Maybe we'll do all right. Maybe we won't. Meantime, Life goes on. We have earnings coming, earnings season now, and everybody's trying to second-guess this one. The trend has been down, but not dramatically. So S&P earnings now for the first quarter up 6%. It was 75 This isn't a dramatic move to the downside, but there is a split here. Again, another food fight. 
Nobody can agree on this. There's a bear case and a bull case. So the bear case, you know, on earnings is we're going to have high inflation. We're going to have supply chain disruptions, the tighter curbs on the Fed. Put up the next full screen here, and that's going to curb demand, okay? That's going to curb the earnings. The bull case is, don't worry, Bob. Q1's a problem, but Q2's going to be fine. Inflation's going to moderate. Demand's going to be strong. We're not going to see big estimate cuts in the second quarter and into the second half of the year. Meantime, on the earnings trend, there's one big, big winner, and that's the energy sector. We're talking more than 200% gains. You guys know this. They are gushing cash. Exxon, Chevron, Conoco, Occidental, they're going to have huge numbers and huge amounts of cash flow. Everything else, though, industrials are up uh, 36%. They're up 36%, but the trend is, in a, is down, though. It's lower than it was. Consumer staples are also are up 1%, but it's in a downtrend. They've been lowering them. And again, the, it's not, they're not down uh, 1.2. They're just lower uh, as estimates. Consumer discretionary, same thing. So we got stocks here, uh, you know, like Amazon, Ford, and General Motors, where the trend has been down, guys. And that's what we're going to see. I'll have more on this in the next week or so. But big, big food pipe fight on the direction of earnings. Back to you. Yeah, thank you, Bob. And of course, on energy, what I do love about this as well is the interactive nature. I ask about Occidental and those uh, those warrants that Buffett had, and I get an answer right away from our viewers. Bob, so you can keep track. Berkshire warrants are now 83.9 million. Originally, they were 62.50, uh, but now have an adjusted price of 59.62. So very interestingly, Buffett is almost in the money on those 80 million, actually 83.9 million. And he owns well. 15% of Occidental, right? 14.6. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Bob, thank you. All right. Bob Bassani. Before we head to break, let's give you a quick look at the bond market and uh, take a look at how treasuries are faring this morning. Of course, we've been keeping an eye on that 10-2 spread as well, because that has narrowed dramatically in the last year. Uh, uh, you can see 10-year 2.17, 2-year 1.939. We're back after this. Perhaps not a surprise given their surge yesterday that today many of these uh, Chinese ADRs are amongst the worst performers on the NASDAQ 100, led by uh, Pinduoduo. There it is, Jim. Too early to buy? Yes, it is. All right. We're back after this. You know, David, I like that. I like that CEOs who deliver unbelievable numbers. So I have Laura Alvarez stocks up eleven dollars. Jenna Drosso stocks up too. The amazing story work of Jenna, by the way, in terms of taking over a company that really was a pawnbroker and turning it into a real jewelry company. Uh, Laura has done more for William Sonoma, and the bears are going to have to eat crow or whatever bears eat. Great guess, as yeah. usual. How about the Russian bear? I, I, Putin. He seems to have people he's identified. That he's not crazy. Crazy about. Yeah. Stalin had very, you know, he's, he's very Stalin. He is. Yeah. He is. I mean, Lenin, who was a mass murderer, certainly had better things to say. All right. Jim, I will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Not sooner. Oh, that's so good. Unless you're not planning so on coming in. Was yes, anyway. that was excellent. All right. We got the markets well off the lows. In fact, I'm looking at an S&P that's barely down. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently 
at capella.edu.